listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Road to Omaha, presented by Apollo Media. It's your best college baseball podcast that you can listen to with your favorite host, me, Stoney. And my buddy over here, Des. Des, how's it going? What is up, brother man? Another great week and weekend of college baseball. I'm happy to be here, record with you, and just to dive right into it, bro. Yeah, so this weekend wasn't as hectic as the last three or four weekends had been in college baseball. There weren't too many upsets. There weren't too many crazy things. But two pretty crazy things happened down in Nashville. We got Kumar Rocker and Jack Leiter. We're going to talk about them every single week because you can't not talk about the performances that they're putting out here on the field. Kumar Rocker, the tight end on the bound, he's just killing people. He mowed down, what, 14? He had 14 strikeouts, I believe, on Friday and pitched a complete game, 120 pitches or whatever it was. Just He's going to have to sink his elbow in ice for the next six days before he comes back on Friday. And then Jack Leiter. No hitter. First regular season no hitter since 1971, I believe is what it was on Vandy's uh, Twitter. First SEC start for the kid. 16 16 punchies. Yeah, so technically Jack Leiter's a freshman based on eligibility. I believe this is his second year at Vandy. So obviously when you get into the Vandy system and you are a pitcher, you are bound to be good. Yeah, for sure. At minimum, good. And – with your first SEC start, there's jitters. There's, you're it's you're excited. Top, it's a number sixteen team right across that dugout. No slouches. Yeah, South Carolina. They're they're right West up there Clark, with Vandy over the last one of the best hitters in the country over the last eleven years. South Carolina is arguably better than Vandy. They have two world, uh, college World Series in the early two thousand tens. Now that doesn't mean anything for the last three years, where Vandy has taken the college baseball world by storm. And Jack Leiter also through 120 plus pitches. I, I couldn't believe my eyes when I saw it on Twitter. I wasn't watching the game personally. I was watching the Mississippi state game and I was watching other games because when those two guys are on the mound, they're must watch baseball. I understand that, but I know what's going to happen. We know the end result. A lot of people are going to strike out. There aren't going to be a lot of runs, if any, and they're probably going seven plus. It, it's just, par for the course for those two guys now it's it's literally insane i've i've never seen anything like this like garrett cole trevor bauer those guys were banana lands like you've had two tandems a few tandems before in college baseball but i don't know if we've ever seen anything like this Des. yeah i mean we we mentioned it with the the bauer cole it's very easy for us to to match those two up just because of the talent level and these kids are going to be one one or one two most likely um in the draft this year but I mean, it's it's a little bit different because obviously it's the SEC, right? Like they're, they're not playing. Uh, no disrespect to the pack, but these they're playing top top ten teams throughout conference play, and and uh, for Jack to go out there, sixteen punches and no hitter, and all of them on fastballs, all of them on fastballs. I mean, hey, that means he was just like, hey, here's my fastball. How far can you hit it if you can even barrel it up? And they couldn't. Yeah, so I, I heard or saw a comparison on Twitter, podcast, wherever it was. I can't remember. But someone said if you took Al Leiter and took all of his capabilities and put them into his son, Jack Leiter, 
and then gave him the ability to throw a 97 mile an hour fastball with the precision and the breaking balls and everything else that Jack Leiter is providing for Vandy, who was their Saturday starter. Yeah. He's not even your Friday night guy. He's not the guy coming out in the black pinstripes and just rocking the Vandy boys and everything. He, he'll come back on Saturday where the whites, where the grays, whatever. He's just your Saturday guy. Could be a night game. Could be a day game. Doesn't really matter. You're not going to hit him. Apparently you're not going to hit him. 16 Ks, no hits. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. I do have a raise a little question. Do they have a Sunday problem though? That's back-to-back weekends. They've that Oklahoma State and now South Carolina has squeaked one out. And we said, hey, if you squeak one out against Vandy all year, it's almost a winning series just because it's it's tough. But baseball is funny. And if Kumar or Jack have a off night. You squeak one there. They have a Sunday problem. You squeak one there. You take a series. Um, that's uh, something we may have to look at. Yeah, for sure. I, I was also thinking the same thing. Sundays are very important in the SEC because you could lose either your Friday or Saturday in any given series down here in the South. And if Andy does have a Sunday problem, which that guy, let, let's be honest here, he's 17 years old. True. And, and he's, he's and got he's the talented. most disgusting changeup I have ever seen. It just falls off a table. It doesn't make any sense where these Vandy guys are coming from. They get everyone that's good, which, I mean, like in basketball, Duke, North Carolina, Kentucky, all those guys are getting the, the five-star recruits and everything. And in baseball, it seems like all of these guys are going to Vandy. And well, there's a little there's a little loophole there. And uh, with the private education and the private – education scholarships you can give so they have a little loophole you can get around um because obviously we all know ncaa has a terrible issue with um getting scholarships other other programs outside of football so um vandy has a loophole and they're using it quite well i can't i can't be uh, upset about that at all as a product of private college ncaa sports that got a, a a pretty good scholarship for being a swimmer when D3 doesn't give out scholarships, one. Two, swimming doesn't really have scholarships. Three, I wasn't very good at school getting into the school. <laughs> There's a lot of things here that didn't really add up, and they, they still gave me money because I was above average at swimming. I wasn't saying I'm great. I wasn't. I was good. I was dece. I That's all it was. And they were like, here here's a few thousand dollars. Yeah, for your there's troubles. that loophole there. There's that loophole. So Vandy does have that. They they play in Nashville. They don't have – they have a good stadium, but they don't have a great environment, I'd say. So in the SEC, you've got Arkansas, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Florida, like all of these environments, and they have all these crowds and the noise and everything. Vandy only holds, I believe, three or 4,000 people in their stadium, which is less than half of the other top four teams in the – country right now so their environment is weird vandy isn't a sports school they're the harvard of the south whatever you want to call them it's it's a very strange environment but everyone across the nation is like vandy is that team they're the baseball school to go to they're the baseball school to watch so it's it's enamoring what is going on there in uh, nashville but they have two of the best pitchers in the country one two 
or one, three or two, three, whatever you want to do. As of right now, I'd put him one, two. Ty Madden has been very, very good, but they, he doesn't have a complete game shutty or, or a no hitter. Yeah. Like th- that's tough. And when you're- everyone and everyone listening as well, like it is the road to Omaha pod, but you have to talk about Vanderbilt because we're seeing history for the first time in a very, very long time with this team. And, um, we just might, we may, hey, we may, Vanderbilt, listen in. You don't want to cut us some checks. You can send it our way at Apollo Media. You know, we know Van, Mr. Vanderbilt still has money, so you can write us a check for uh, being pro-propaganda here. Now that Des has gotten that out of the way, I would like to bring up something that I don't like about Vanderbilt. Yeah. What Their army green and red, white, and blue, whatever's going on on Sundays and midweeks. I don't, I don't understand that with their uniforms. It's a unique, it's a very unique uniform. Uh, I don't get it, but hey, support uh, the troops. Look, the I'm troops. all for patriotism. USA, love the red, white, and blue. When your colors are golden black, it's tough to wear the golden black uniforms and then put on a cap that's navy blue with a red, white, and blue Vanderbilt logo because black and navy I've been told by my girlfriend that black and Navy are not supposed to go together. That's, that's just what I've been told. I heard that as well in the fashion world. Okay. Being a up and coming fashion model that I'm not allowed to wear black. And so those are my only really two gripes, the weird red, white, and blue army green. Like it's, it's not November. We don't, we don't have veterans month or whatever, or support the troops all for supporting the troops. However, weird. Don't get it. And then their stadium sucks. That's the other thing. I don't, I don't know how you're in the SEC and you don't have at least 6,000 people in your stadium, especially when you're na- winning national championships and whatnot. You can't even sit in the outfield. There's just like a giant green monster that has it a net a, over it. A green monster launch pad. Yeah, it has a net over it. What is that? Protecting the buildings? That's dumb. I want to see some windows smashing for some homers. You know who was smashing windows this weekend? Who's that, Des? Everyone in Miami because they got swept. And not even a particularly hard-fought baseball series. Miami looked like garbage. Like, just garbage this week. And it happens. You have a bad weekend. But number six team in the country, not great. Yeah, no, Coral Gables is uh, probably about to be set on fire before a tropical storm ends up coming through there and making sure that the, the storm, the fire gets put out and everything, but Miami buddy, what's going on. You, you come in first weekend of the season, you get the monkey off your back. You beat Florida. You beat Florida in a series for the first time in who knows how long you couldn't do it. No one counted you into that series. Everyone thought you were going to lose either two one or get swept all of a sudden you come in and you win two very important games against Gainesville. And then you come out after that weekend and you have a weird second weekend. I think y'all won the series, but I think it was very close. And I think y'all dropped the game to a team that y'all shouldn't have dropped to. And then we get here in Florida state props to them. I mean, Florida state, they they've been to 40 straight regionals, I believe which is the record, I'm assuming. That's a lot of straight regionals. Um, the Seminoles had a, a hell of a week. 
they go in on Tuesday or Wednesday. I can't remember which day it was, but they went in and they beat the number five team, Florida rivalry, big deal, and beat them pretty handily. And then come in into Coral Gables, down in Miami, South Beach, and Spring beat the break. tar, beat the tar off the canes. It, it was it's quite a week for Florida State, but Miami. We we've got something to talk about in the next segment with Miami. It, it has something to do with I a think, little bit of an F word. I think it starts with an F word. I think it might. Our, our boy Manny, who supports Paul, is not going to love that segment. But sorry, no, Manny. He, he we have tweeted to. the. Uh, he did. At, he tweeted us. He tweeted us. Road to Omaha Pod on Twitter. Road to Omaha Pod. Yeah, Manny tweeted us, and he he, he said, "Not great. That things are not good down here in Miami." So I think he tweeted us before the weekend series started, and he was like, "You gotta give, give my boy some love." And then by Sunday night, he was like, uh, yeah, not great. <laughs> not, not ideal at all. Not not great. Miami. I, I just, I'm so confused. Hey, it's I, baseball. It happens. But you know who, and I have this in my notes right here, Stoney. We had four sweeps, all top ten teams. East Carolina quietly putting together a great season. No one's really, they're just below the radar, quietly number nine in the country, winning ballgames. Louisville, who had a kind of wishy-washy week that the two weeks ago, now turning back on. They, they bounced back. I could clearly say they bounced back since that weekend series. Uh, and then Florida sweeping AM. AM, a very good program. We talked about them last week. Um, and then Ole Miss, you're, I know, I know, Stoney, that they're, they're your rivals in state. I get it, but they're winning and they're putting up numbers, and that's what you do when you're number four team in the country. People uh, are kind of sleeping on Ole Miss. Yes, I can, they're number four in the country, but the Vandys, the Arkansas, Mississippi State, Florida, they're all getting the they're all getting the cake and Ole Miss is just sitting there like, what do we have to do? Now here's what I will say about Ole Miss prop props to me. Before I say this, <laughs> Ole Miss is a very good baseball team, a very good baseball team. They are mashing homers. They're driving in runs. They are scoring a lot. The one thing I'm questioning with Ole Miss is past Nick Hazy here booger eating Friday night starter. It was on, it was on TV. I had to say it. He, he ate a booger ugly. on TV. He Ole ate a Miss, booger on TV. Ole Miss, Ole That's Miss, his nickname. I will be your champion, Ole Miss. Don't worry. But Ole Miss was a very good baseball team. But outside of Nick Hazy, how does their pitching rotation and their bullpen and everything else stack up against the Vandys, the Arkansas, the Mississippi States, the Floridas? I'm wondering. I'm not saying they're bad. I'm just saying 11 runs on a Sunday when you put up 19. Yeah, you probably lit up a little bit on the mound. It's it's okay, but you let Auburn score five the other day, but then you shut them out the night before. So I I think they're good. I think they're very, very good. And I they belong in the top five. They, they 100% do. They're in the SEC. They're winning a lot of games. But they also dropped a midweek to uh, oh, La Tech who also had a very good week because they beat Arkansas last week. They beat Ole Miss this week. It's hard to Those have a better week. Tough. Those midweek gamers tough with, with conference play rolling around. You, you, 
you schedule like a cupcake when the beginning of the season starts. But like we said, every team kind of has a super team within their own program. So you're probably at the you should be at the best you've ever been because of all your players coming back and then your incoming recruiting class. So the, those midweek games, those those schools are fired up, right? Because they're playing, you know, the Arkansas, the Texas, the Ole Miss, the Oregon's, the LSU's. And that's that's a time to shine. I mean, those are the schools that never gave them a call, never gave them a look. And those midweek games could get, you know, a little a little iffy because you're not charting out any of your weekend guys. You're probably charting out uh, an underclassman or someone that needs some work done. So um, I think when we keep talking about the top 25, I was looking at it after Friday night and I was like, oh, yeah, we're going to have chaos because we had a lot of losses Friday night. And then everyone just kind of flexed their muscles and, and did what they had to do to, to survive and win the weekend. I mean, um, at the bottom half, we had some newcomers, right? We had some new faces this week with Michigan, Oregon, and Pittsburgh. Uh, our boys, the Ducks out west, taking two of three. Uh, Michigan taking two of three. And Pitt also winning their series. So the new faces uh, did what they had to do to stay in, and that's win. Uh, the people who dropped out last week, Florida Atlantic, West Virginia, and Arizona. We said, see you later. But Boston College and Virginia Tech at 24 and 25, they may be bounced next week because they lost, they each lost two of three. Yeah, no, the, the top 25, it looked like you said, mad chaos on Friday night. But before we get too further deep into that, we're going to take a little break. We're going to catch you in a minute. We're going to talk about the top 25 and our favorite segment, the fraud or not segment coming up right after this. And welcome back to the road to Omaha pod. If you haven't already hit that subscribe button, give us a little five-star review, write a review. Even if you don't really feel like it, I feel like you should. It'd be great. Find us on Twitter at road to Omaha pod. Now, Des, we're back here. We're going to talk a little bit more about the top 25. So the, the top five this past weekend on D1 baseball, Arkansas, Vandy, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, and Florida, all SEC teams. Now, there was one particular SEC team there, right smack dab in the middle, number three, Mississippi State. They traveled to Baton Rouge, Louisiana, one of the toughest places to play in all of college baseball. It's top two, and it's probably not two. It's, it's vicious. It's mean. It's hot and humid. It's, it's terrifying down there in the box. And uh, let me tell you, Mississippi State, Friday, Saturday, coming out hot, looking like a great hot. team. Pitching rotation on it is just killing people, striking people out. It was, it was marvelous. It, they shouldn't even score to run on Friday. A little bloop double happened. It was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. They just didn't catch it. They both ran up to the ball, fell right outside the infield. Whatever, neither here nor there. One run scored in two games for the the hot LSU bats. They were they were quite the opposite on Friday and Saturday. Now Sunday, look, they came back. They scored a bunch of runs. It is what it is. Now, Des, I I may be forgetting something here. I I believe we talked about this series last weekend on the podcast. If you haven't listened to that, go back and hit that one up. But I believe there was a, a little bit of a bet that was made about Mississippi state and LSU Des, Can you, can you elaborate on that? I I'm refresh yeah, my memory. Absolutely. So earlier in the podcast last week, we both discussed how LSU could be 
and probably is fraudulent. And I say that with no disrespect to, to my brothers and sisters down in the bayou. Uh, but being me, I somehow talked myself back into LSU and within two minutes and decided to take a lunch bet with you and your Bulldogs. And kudos for me for calling them frauds and then backing them up. So I'm not expecting a statue next to Ed Orgeron, but if they were to put one up, I'm totally okay with that. Uh, but shame on you, Stoney, for not at least giving me half a game in that bet because um, Mississippi State just flexed the number three team in the country, uh, ranking all over them and show them who their daddy was. And I've lost uh, my lunch bet to you, sir. So pick a good place in Houston when you come, and uh, Uncle Des will take you take you to lunch. Yeah, for sure. I'll, I'll be there this summer more than likely, hitting up an Astros game. Astros comment or uh, content soon to come. Hell yeah. Spring training's underway. We're getting close to MLB season, but we're here for college baseball. So yeah, Mississippi State, they looked really good on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They came out and I believe they're going to have a new Sunday starter because Eric Santola could not find the strike zone and then threw a absolute balloon that didn't even come close to the catcher's mitt way over the heads, scored a run and then scored another in the second or third inning. I believe He, he just didn't have it. He, he can throw 100 miles an hour, but it doesn't matter if you can't locate the ball. Um, then Jackson Fristo, our, our previous Sunday starter before Sarantola came back into the rotation, was very good. He only gave up one run. It was a tank. But the LSU bats came alive today, and I can't fault them for winning one game at home in the SEC. That's you got to win your series at home in the SEC. That's the one thing. And if you still went on the road, you have a little more leeway going down the season because Mississippi State next week has Arkansas coming down to town. So if you go one and two against them, it, it kind of evens out. It's not what you want to see. But in the SEC, you got to win your home series. You got to go two and one. If you can get a three and oh, that sets you up very well later on down the season. So yeah, Mississippi State, good SEC. First season, uh, first weekend win, win. So, I mean, it is what it is. Two and one, pretty good series. The pitching staff looks just as good as we thought it would be. So, I can't be mad about getting a free lunch when I come down to Houston. So, it is what it is. Um, but now, transitioning away from my Mississippi State Bulldogs, Arkansas had a rough week. They lost on Sunday, they lost in the midweek, and then they lost on Friday night to Alabama. Alabama's having. Pretty decent series. They're not in the top 25 yet. Roll Tide. I don't believe they will be there, but Bama's putting together a baseball program, so that's pretty cool. They ended up losing the series 2-1. to one. Vandy, obviously, we've already talked about them. Scary. Ole Miss, we touched on them. Very good. They're very good. Whatever. Um, Florida. Florida Gators. They were on our fraud or not list last week. I believe we have to take them off the desk. Yeah, I think I think so. They played really good ball. They beat a uh, a decent program in College Station, and uh, they swept them. So if you do that anytime, you're off my fraud list. So congrats, to Florida. Um, and then we're going over uh, the Big Twelve. We got a big Big Twelve series: Texas Tech and Oklahoma State. Now Oklahoma State had a rough weekend last weekend. They got touched up by. Uh, well, Kumar Rocker and Jack Leiter, can we talk about them a little bit more? And geez, um, Oklahoma State Cowboys, 
not a bad baseball program, but Texas Tech came to town. They won a series. They went two and one. It's first Big 12 series of the year. Um, Tech looks really good. I think they're coming into form right as we head into April. So I think Texas Tech is going to be right there at the end, Super Regional and Omaha possibly. And now back to the, the ACC with Louisville. We've kind of touched on Louisville here and there over the last couple of episodes, but I think Louisville is turning into the very good baseball team that we thought they were going to be at the beginning of the season. No, I agree. I think, um, like I said in that first segment, Louisville, uh, we were kind of, we were kind of like, ah, is this the team that everyone thought they were going to be? And we had some question marks and we just put their head down, went to work over the last two weeks. And and that's all they've done is win ball games. So uh, I, I think we'll see them stay in the top 10 for sure. Maybe crack the top, top five as the uh, SEC beats up on each other throughout the season. And um, I think to go back a little bit, touch on the Texas Tech, I think they're going to be there at the very end of the Big 12. They're just a good program. They just – they know how to win. And we touched on it. Like, if you if you take two of three on a, on a conference weekend, you take that every single week. So, uh, yeah, they dropped, they dropped that first one on Friday. But, you know, good teams do what good teams do, and that's win on uh, Saturday and Sunday. So, um, yeah, that's pretty good. And our uh, our Texas Longhorns, number ten, they took the series from Baylor. They lost on Sunday. It was a it's a pretty big loss on Sunday, but it is what it is. You win the series, Sunday doesn't completely matter anymore. It's nice to sweep. It's fine if you lose. That that's kind of all it is. Um, what do you think about Texas this weekend? Yeah, obviously taking two or three to series win and to start Big Twelve play. I'm always happy about that. Uh, maybe a little super. Uh, I don't know how to phrase this. The voters this past week jumped in from 19 to 10. That's a huge jump. Yes, they swept South Carolina. But to move up nine spots, I understand it's fluid, uh, but Texas, to name recognition, maybe that's why they're number 10 in the country. Uh, that's a big X already on a brand that has all the X's on their backs. So uh, I'm happy to see the boys go out and, and take the series. Ty did what Ty does. He wasn't as sharp Friday night, but – that's what staff ace does. He keeps the ball, keeps the team in the ball game. Offense did enough for them to win. Saturday, Stevens did the same thing. And then Sunday just got away from them early. And uh, Baylor ran away with that one. But uh happy about it. Happy about winning uh any series in the Big 12. Yeah, that, that's what I was saying. I was on the bike while I was watching the Mississippi State game today, and they went down early, and then it was tight, and then it was it was a shellacking in the last few innings. And I started to get a little upset. And I was like, why are you not taking this guy out? Why don't we put this guy in? Yada, yada, yada. It is what it is. You already won an away series in the SEC. If you win a series in the Big 12 on a weekend, it Sunday doesn't entirely matter. If you can secure those first two games, then Sunday's fine if you drop it. Obviously, you want to win it, but it's not that big of a deal. But Des, our boys up in the Pacific Northwest, our Oregon Ducks, this is now an Oregon Ducks fan podcast because why not big duck big duck guys huge duck guys even um oregon they they dropped on friday night to arizona state it is what it is but they came back and they won the other two games of the series and they rightfully were placed in the top 25 over the last week they were at number 20 and they were they'll probably rise up just a little bit lsu 
at 19, they lost their series and you got South Carolina potentially dropping out of the top 25 fraudulent fraudulent. We called them frauds last week, but it's fine. Um, so yeah, our ducks, they're, they're looking good. They're scoring runs at the right time. Their pitching is not bad. They're stealing bags. They're getting a lot of triples, a lot of triples. Yeah. A ton a of speed of up triples. in the uh, Pacific Northwest, which is very fitting. You got You got the Nike swoosh, right? You got field night. You got all the money. You got all the fancy uniforms. You got to show it off the speed. You just got to. Yeah, just put DeAnthony Thomas back in the in a baseball uniform and put him in as a pinch runner. I don't know. Speed. It's, speed kills. Speed kills. And you can't yeah. teach it. Oregon Ducks to Omaha. If Oregon goes to Omaha. If we are not only are we gonna be in Omaha, but if Oregon goes to Omaha, I may dress up in the Oregon duck suit. Look in the stands. In the stand, Oregon, if you're listening now, send me some cool swag, but also send me the dunk costume. I will wear it in the stands if you make it Omaha. Well, Oregon, you, you've liked our tweets before. I have family members of players following our account at Road to Omaha Pod on Twitter. They're following. They're liking. Big Oregon. Big Oregon fans. Big Oregon fans over here. So if Oregon makes it to Omaha and Mississippi State and Texas makes it to Omaha, we will all wear Oregon jerseys underneath our Texas and Mississippi state jerseys. Yes. I can't fully support you until your game is on and you are not playing Mississippi state or Texas. But after those two teams, I'm all Oregon, all Oregon all the time. Stoney, I'm a mercenary. Look, March Madness is happening. It was a really tough weekend. I don't want to talk about it, but my fandom is now a mercenary because you know why? I'm tired of investing into teams to rip my heart out. And you know what, Oregon? If you want me to be a fan, I'm a mercenary for you. Any team in the top 25, I will be a fan of your program. Obviously, if Mississippi State can't win the national championship this year for their very first national championship in any sport at any time in the school's history, if they are not the one to do it this year, I need Oregon to win. I got to have Oregon winning the national championship. I got to have the duck in a mask I on may, the field in Omaha at I may TD Ameritrade. I may buy a duck, and a pet duck, and name him Apollo. That's how I'm, like, interested I'm in to go all in on this bit. I'm 100% committed. And, Oregon, if you are listening, our very own LSU Cam bought an Oregon jersey today. Oregon baseball jersey. He bought one. It now, might have been because of our propaganda. It probably was. He said they're too nice not to have. No, he was listening to the podcast, he was, just 100%. like you are right now. All of you out there, buy an Oregon jersey and tell Oregon to follow us and, and tell possibly to send, cut us, the check. send us a care package of Oregon baseball stuff. I'll, I'll wear it every podcast from here on out. Absolutely. Team Oregon over here. Now, Des, we've, we've got fraud or not coming up next. What do you think about that? I love this segment because it's so um, tenacious and it's so just gets everyone going that this list literally keeps me up during the week because I'm like, one, do we make the right decision on who we put on the list? Two, um, who should we, who, who did we miss to put on the list? Because, hey, we're looking. The fraud agency of Stoney and Dez is looking. We're turning all the rocks over. You're in the shadows. We'll find you. You're in the mud. We'll be in the mud. We'll find you if you're a fraud. So I really look forward to this list every single week. And just like you, 
listening to this podcast are probably looking forward to the fraud or not segment. It's coming up right now. And welcome back to the Road to Omaha podcast presented by Apollo Media. You can follow us at Road to Omaha Pod on Twitter. Subscribe if you haven't already. Now, Des, like you said, with this fraud or not segment, we are burning all week to find who is going to be put on this list for this segment every week. And now I, I will admit on, on Twitter, I see every tweet of every team. I went through the NCAA college baseball Twitter and followed every single team account that they are following, which means you have to be kind of good, but also don't have to be that good. Neither here nor there. I follow all of them. I am looking. I, I probably premature tweeted a little bit of fraud over the week. TCU, sorry. Um, but we're here. And it's a little heavy on one conference, I will admit. But it is rightfully so that way because the ACC was on our list last week. And I called fraud. You did? I believe you called fraud. I could be wrong in that. But here we are. ACC, back on the list. Now, last week, Virginia Tech, Boston College, both in the top 25, lose their series to other ACC teams that are unranked. Pittsburgh looked fine. They may not be frauds, but whatever. Georgia Tech didn't look very good against Wake Forest. They're still at number 12, which is frightening because they lost to unranked Pitt, but neither here nor there. Louisville, they're, they're back. I think Louisville's top-notch ACC team. They were probably going to be the top-notch ACC team all year round. And then Miami. Miami, yeah, you're really putting us in a bind here, buddy. So the ACC, fraud or not, does. It's tough to put a whole conference in the fraud list, right? Because you touched on it. Louisville's playing really good ball right now. The Catholics up in Notre Dame are playing very good ball. They're just quiet. Florida State's flexing their muscles. Um, Georgia Tech, you know, staple of the top 25. But everyone else is kind of fraudulent. Yeah, Pitt is 8-3, and three, North Carolina 8-4. Like, it's tough. It's tough. I'm going to say not a fraud just because of Louisville. And I don't want – one team doesn't represent an entire conference, but Louisville could very well be an Omaha team and ACC could come off for a neck. So I'll side with the ACC right now and say not frauds. Yeah, so that's that's the whole point of this. If the team or conference in this case is not going to make it to Super Regional or Omaha, if a conference isn't going to make it to Omaha and you have Miami and Louisville at the top of your conference, probably going to make it to Omaha and neither of them make it end up making it come this summer, then you're obviously frauds completely frauds because you have to have at least one team in Omaha. I'm, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to go not fraud this week. I called them frauds last week, but Louisville looks to be like that top 18 that we figured was going to come into the season and go straight to Omaha and see what happens. Cause it's baseball. Anything could happen. They could win a national championship. No problem. But continue on with the ACC. We're going to go into some individual teams, Miami, Miami hurricanes. It, it's not good. Fraud or not? 
I would say for odd. I mean, it's spring break. Maybe the players are focused somewhere else. I don't know. You just can't let someone come on your home turf opening weekend and sweep you on conference play. It's it's a tough look. So, broad. So you said something about spring break there. If you live in Miami, are you perpetually on spring break? Are they always question. on a spring break mindset? It's always spring break in Miami. I've been there. Can, can you get out of the spring break mindset if you live in Miami? Is that the problem? Do they need to move the team? I don't know. I mean, I would, I would say maybe we look at the data and they're, they're kicking ass on the road in conference play and they're at home. Is, does Miami have a Miami problem? Big, big brain Stoney and Des over here. Big brains over here. Miami, spring break problem? Perpetual spring break problem. Question mark? We'll see you next week. I don't know where they're playing yet, but we'll find that out next week. Now, continue on with the ACC schools. Boston College came out of the gates, steaming hot. First two weekends, looking great. Had a re-series against Auburn. They both had COVID issues on their other opponents, so they came together and played each other. Boston College marched down to Auburn, Alabama. Took a series from SEC team. They were down eight runs in the ninth, two outs, and they scored eight to tie it. It was the most incredible game I've ever seen. Boston College was soaring up to top 25, and here, here we are. They are number 24 on D1 baseball's top 25 rankings from last week. They will no longer be in that position after losing a series. Fraud or not, Des, Boston College. I'm going to say fraudulent. You can't, you, can't, uh, you can't crack the top 25 and lay an egg. You just can't. Um, Twice. Matt Ryan's not walking through that door, Boston College, so you got to figure it out. Yeah, Boston College, you've, you've dropped two series in a row. It's not great. It's not a good look. It's not Howdy. a good look. See ya. Golden Eagles. Gone. And our last ACC team here, the number 25 team in D1 baseball's top 25 rankings from last week. Dropping their series to Clemson, we've got the Virginia Tech Hokies with their home run hammer, which – took twitter by storm i will say it was absolutely all over any account related to baseball or sports in general it was the coolest thing ever and 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 now the hammer in virginia tech doesn't look that cool fraud or not look if you're this is what i have a problem with i had a problem with this with shaka smart and his gimmick offense in texas and the havoc thing huge if i had a problem with tom herman and the gimmick thing I thought it was maybe a Texas thing, and my blinders were on. I stepped back, and I realized across all sports, if a head coach and program does something gimmicky or allows something to do gimmicky, yeah, it's great. It's great. It gets the retweets, the favorites on the social media. But when it doesn't work, you just look like an asshole. So, frauds. Completely agree. You can't bring out the home run hammer if you're going to lose series. All right? So, So retire the hammer. And let me know when you beat Louisville or Notre Dame. All right, guys? Retire the hammer, Virginia Tech frauds. Um, our last team on fraud or not, going down to College Station, the Texas A&M Aggies. They dropped their opening weekend series against Xavier, and they lost by like 20 runs the first game. It was ridiculous, and no one talked about it because everyone said, it's opening weekend, everyone's going to be fine. Texas A&M has the pitching. Well, Texas A&M, you ran into a buzzsaw down in Gainesville, and you got swept. There's no other way around it. Texas A&M, they're not looking as 
sharp as they have been over the last few years. They they have a good staff, supposedly, but I I didn't see it over the weekend. Fraud or not, does look. Everyone knows. Everyone listening, I'm a Longhorn fan. Everyone knows I hate Texas A&M. I've had plenty of friends play there. I've had plenty of friends go to school there. SEC play on the road against the number five team in the country, and you get swept. Lesser people would call them frauds. But you know what? I'll be the bigger person, and I'll scream on the mountaintop and scream frauds every week. Frauds. Stamp it. Send it to the moon. Elon Musk. Send it to Mars. Frauds. Des, I I thought you were going to go above and beyond there. And you were not going to call them a frauds. And I was even about to come on here and say something nice about Ole Miss just to make you feel better about yourself. And now Ole Miss fans, you have been, you've been robbed of that opportunity of me saying another nice thing about Ole Miss on this episode. So that the best thing here nor there, but college sports is the rivalry, right? That's the best thing. So I have to keep it going. I I'm committed. I'm pot committed right now. But Des, I'm right there with you. Texas A&M. They're not looking good. They're not looking like the last five years of that program. They say they have good pitching, but if you're going to run into Kumar and Leiter, and then you're going to run into Mississippi State's rotation, and then you're going to run into Arkansas's batting rotation, like it's you can't keep up with those guys if you're not going to throw good pitches and be able to go deep into games. And for that, Texas A&M, maybe next year you won't be a fraud, but you're a fraud this year. Now, Des, hard agree. Tez, there, there was a lot of really good baseball this weekend. There wasn't a lot, of, a ton of upset, upsets, but there was, there was a few here and there. And there, there was a lot of really good pitchers. There was a lot of really good teams. There was a lot of really good batters. Give me your first player of the week for this week, ending at March twenty first. Yeah, uh, the, the thing about this list, right? The thing about. You said picking players. Is that correct, Stoney? Uh, I would say that's what I said, yes. I just I have to zig when you're zagging here, and I'm going to name the entire Ole Miss baseball team. They scored 26 runs this weekend. I wish I could narrow one person on that team, but they just they scored 26 runs. I got to highlight the entire offense. The entire offense. Because you scored 26 runs in SEC play, I will tip my cap to that all week. And I – I'm a sucker for those powder blues. I'm a sucker for them. I'm sorry, Stoney. I'm sorry. Yeah, they're they're pretty cool. I'm not going to completely agree because I'm going to talk really, really low here. But, yeah, no, Ole Miss is good. But you said they scored 26 runs this weekend. That's great and all, but they scored 19 on Sunday. That's a lot of runs, but you also gave up 11. That, that's a lot runs of runs. On the weekend. I, they're on my list this week. They get my stamp. They get the death stamp. No, Ole Miss is a very good baseball team, and I am very scared of their bats. I'm not as scared at their pitching rotation, but that could be changed in two weeks, and I'd be terrified by the time they come to Starfield. But, yes, Ole Miss is a very good baseball team, and they're very much deserving of this player of the week. Now, you said you were going to zig while I zagged, or you were going to zag while I zig. I'm also going with the team here. The Florida State Seminoles. Hell of a week. Hell of a number week. five Florida on the midweek and then marching down to Coral Gables and beating up on the Miami Hurricanes who are ranked number six in D1 baseball's top 25 last week. 
they will no longer be in the top 10, I believe, after the shellacking that was handed to the Miami Hurricanes. I believe – now, I'm not entirely sure the exact number of runs that Florida State scored this weekend, but I believe it was in the 40s. I believe it was like 42 runs over the weekend. Miami scored two. Two runs. Yeah. That can't happen. Can't. It can't. But this isn't a let's shit on Miami segment. This is Florida State, player of the week, team of the week. That's a lot of runs against a very good baseball team. On the road, even. So, yeah, Florida State, hell of a week and a weekend. Congrats to the Seminoles. I, I don't really like Florida State, but they're very good. They're a very good program. They've been to 40 straight regionals. That's insane. It looks like they're going to make another one if they're going to keep this up. So Florida State, my other player of the week. Des, do you have an actual player or do you have a pitcher? Do you have a batter? Do you have a I coach? Do. I do. I got a Twitter account. <laughs> I mean, I may just go a mascot by the end of this, by the end of the season before we or get on ducks. Ball, I may, yeah, I'm going to get a, a duck now. I'm going to be pocketed to that bit. <laughs> but I know we talked about it. We said this is not pro propaganda Vanderbilt. We talked about it in the first segment, so I'll keep it brief. But Jack Leiter, 16Ks, no hitter, has to be on my list this week. It's just phenomenal. 16 punches, all on fastballs. He said, hey, how far can you hit it? Nope, can't even hit it. See you later. Good morning, good afternoon, good night. No, no. Uh, and then my last play of the week, this goes out to our, to our Oregon Ducks. Little Robbie Ashford, today's performance. Two for three, two runs with the triple. Moonlights as a quarterback for the Oregon Ducks. And plays center field as a freshman. Uh, athlete. Hey, Robbie, big fan. We'll be supporting you for the next three and a half years. Uh, speed kills, baby. Robbie Ashford, player of the week. Now, we said Kumar, Rocker, and Jack Leiter would no longer be a player of the week from here on out. We did say that. That will, be, that. that will be the case again today. They, they both get the top notch, like whatever – they killed it, but you can't throw a complete game, 14 strikeouts for Kumar, and then a complete game, no hitter, 16 strikeouts for Leiter. You can't do this segment and then not mention them at this rate. It might happen every week. I can't help it. Blame them. Blame Vanderbilt. It, it's not my fault. Okay, guys. Um, I got another guy that is going to shock a lot of you that I'm going to say this guy's name. His name is Gunnar Hogland. Plays for the Ole Miss Rebels. I don't like Look them. at you, Stoney. Unbiased national college Unbiased. baseball journalist. Now, no matter how much I dislike the Ole Miss Rebels and their baseball team, Gunnar Hogland pitched eight innings, 117 pitches on Friday night against Auburn. Zero runs allowed. He didn't finish the game because he had to put his elbow in ice, obviously. 117 pitches. That's insane, but... Eight innings pitched, no runs allowed against an SEC team on a Friday night. That's nuts. And Ole Miss ended up winning one nothing, I believe. So props to Gunner. That was an incredible game, I, I guess. Whatever. Ole Miss, whatever. Unbiased. I'm unbiased over here, guys. Props to me. Props Credit to, to me. you. Now, there's a lot of players of the week, and there's a lot of really good batters, pitchers, coaches, teams. We're not going to hit every single one of them. So if you're angry at someone, be angry at me or Des and tweet at Road to Omaha Pod on Twitter. 
and and let us know how angry you are and how wrong we are. Absolutely. I love the fire takes. I love my my mentions are always a war zone, so I'm all up for it in the college baseball side as well. I will say the funniest tweet that we got replied to one of our tweets on Road to Omaha Pod on Twitter this weekend was when I tweeted LSU takes the lead for the first time in the series today and they hit a home run. It was three to two. They had already taken the lead earlier in the game and I forgot to tweet it. It was a weird run. It didn't even matter. But some, one of the LSU fans that follows us tweeted out a gif of Bill Nye popping like confetti confetti <laughs> and his that. face is just flat just no flat. smile no frown and he just said yay basically that's whatever dude like we already lost the series it, it was very funny and not to harp on lsu lsu have a lot of respect for you but when we beat you i like to have a lot of fun with it so shout out to that guy i can't remember your twitter handle i will get you a shout out next weekend but it was very funny and that was probably my favorite tweet of the weekend and then we just talked about vandy all weekend long there were so many Kumar and Lighter tweets. It was insane. But next week, we're going to have a fun week, Des. We are. We got, we got a lot of good ranked matchups. We got a good ranked versus unranked matchups. We got some rivalries going. Now, next week, the ACC was on our frauds list again this week. The ACC has two very good ranked teams, one in Louisville, ranked at number eight. They're heading up to Indiana. They're going to go face the Notre Dame team that is on fire actually they're number 17 right now i expect them to move up they've been playing very good baseball Des, what do you think about that series who are you going to take yeah i'm going to take notre dame like i said um they've been playing really good ball i know louisville's bounced back hard but at home i think this is a, a statement series for them for sure yeah, no, it's going to be a really fun matchup. I think Louisville's got the pitching and Notre Dame's got the bat. So it's who's going to be stronger, who's going to be able to throw the ball harder, who's going to be able to hit it farther. It's it's going to be a lot of fun. Now, we're going to, we're going to do a little West Coast game here. Number 11, UCLA. I, I don't know if they're going to move up or down. They might stay the same. They're heading to USC. They're going to play the Trojans. And USC has been playing some pretty decent baseball. They've got some pitchers out there. They don't have a lot of firepower in the bats, but pitching wins. Pitching can win you a lot of games. If you can keep zero runs on the board, you're going to win a game pretty much. So UCLA and USC, who you got, Des? Yeah, I'm going to go with the uh, Bruins. I think they're just – it's obviously a rivalry matchup, Battle of L.A., uh, but I'm going to lean – I'm going to lean with the 11th team in the eleven, 11th team in the country, UCLA, and – uh to take the series against USC. I'm basically going to take USC because they favorited one of our tweets and UCLA still hasn't favored one of our tweets. So shout out the Trojans, uh, send a care package. If you, if you wish, send a follow, if you wish at road to Omaha pod, not a big deal. Um, we're heading down to the South down to Starkville, Mississippi. Number one, Arkansas currently, they probably know. I, I don't really know what they're going to do with the top five. They're all very good, and you could flip-flop the order and everyone would be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Like, that, that's all it is. So number one currently, number, number one Arkansas is headed to currently number three Mississippi State. These rankings could be absolutely nothing next tomorrow morning when you're actually listening to this. But Arkansas is heading to Mississippi State. Des, who you got? 
Look, I know you're my co-host. I know you live and die with the Bulldogs. But, but I'm going to go with Arkansas. I I think it's going to be must-watch baseball from Friday night to Sunday. Uh, but it's it's a it's a prove me series for Mississippi State. Prove to me that you should be the one team in the country. Because if you do, you win the series, you're probably going to flip-flop over Vanderbilt and take that spot. So it's a prove me series, but I'm going to go with the number one dog, and that's Arkansas. Now, Des, I, I'm not mad at you for that pick at, in any way, shape, or form. Because last year, Arkansas was heading to Mississippi State and COVID shut everything down. And I was terrified. I, we, I think Mississippi State had hit their stride. They, they beat Texas Tech twice in the midweek. It was an incredible week. I think they started hitting their strides, and it didn't end up mattering because they, the whole season was gone. Arkansas had a rough week last week. They lost three in a row. Mississippi State has yet to do that. Not a big deal. Um, Arkansas, they lost three in a row, and then they bounced back, and they took the series from Bama pretty handedly. LSU didn't show up for their series against Mississippi State this past weekend on the road, which is a, a confidence booster for Mississippi State, but I don't know how much of a confidence booster that is because I'm not sure where LSU is this year. I don't think they're very good. I think they're just fine. They're going to be decent. They probably still make the tournament just because it's LSU, but I'm scared. I'm a little scared of Arkansas. I think their bats are frightening. And Mississippi State's rotation is also frightening because of how good it is. So that those two combining and heading against each other head to head is is going to be an interesting series to say the least. Now, if Mississippi State wins Friday and loses Saturday and Sunday, I will be on this podcast probably like bawling, I don't know, crying, pissed off, I don't know. It's not going to be a fun podcast next week if Mississippi State loses. Actually, it probably still will because we'll probably be even in SEC play, but I'm obviously going to pick my Mississippi State Bulldogs, but I'm a little scared. I'm, I can't lie, and I'm not going to be mad at you for picking Arkansas because it's probably a very good pick. It's it's going to it's honestly going to be the SEC's every week. You're going to have one of the best series of the year. So obviously, it's really early. I'm I can't wait to see it. I think it's going to be really good baseball. It's going to have an Omaha feel for sure. Obviously, I wish you know the dude was packed out. Like I like I wish you were think you were there as well. So, um, I think it's just damn good baseball. Yeah. So if you were betting on this series at, in uh, Vegas, it'd say money line next to both of them for sure. minus one ten, you need or minus one hundred five, whatever it is. Yeah, you're not going to get better odds on either of them because Arkansas might be the better team because they've been hitting a lot better, but they're on the road at the dude, which is one of the hardest places to play because of how many people they can pack in there, and now there's no capacity order in Mississippi and I have a feeling that they're going to open it up to probably 75% or so over this weekend because money rules. That's, that's all it is. It, it doesn't matter about anybody's health apparently when it comes to NCAA or colleges or whatever. So the dude is going to have a lot of people there and it's going to be loud and there's going to be cowbells. So it's going to be a really fun series. Can't wait. Now heading over to Arizona, Arizona is going to take on our ducks. Our Oregon Ducks. Oregon is traveling down to the desert. Who you got, Des? Look, I know ducks and birds fly south for the winter, but hey, it's still spring, winter time. Our ducks are going down to the desert. I'm taking my ducks every single week. So, ducks. 
Let's go ducks, ducks fly together. Let's go Ducks. Taking the Ducks. They won the track national championship a couple weeks ago, as they should, because they, they run faster than everybody else. I don't know what's in the weather up there, but I'm hoping that weather just – it helps the baseball team. I think that's probably why they're hitting so many triples. This is, is it the weather up there? They're faster than everybody else. It's Look, something just, about the trees. I just got back from Oregon a couple of weeks ago. I have never been called fast in my entire life. I stretched doubles into singles a lot in my career. But when I was up in Oregon, I felt like I was the fastest kid alive. So it's something with the weather. Uh, our ducks have the speed. Speed kills. They're winning. They win. They may win the whole thing. Oregon, Omaha. Call us. And then lastly, we got we got a we got another rivalry series here. It's a homer series, but it is what it is. Oklahoma's been playing a lot of really good baseball and they're traveling to Texas. Play your Longhorns. How you feeling, Dev? I I don't know what's gonna happen with this team. I said it. I think they're a little overrated at number 10 in the country. I think they're kind of a 15 to 20 type team, obviously with People losing in front of them. They had a really good weekend for South Carolina and then uh, beating Baylor as well. Uh, they're going to get the vote. So Oklahoma has been playing really good baseball. Texas had a little trouble with U of H and Oklahoma just put up a bazillion runs on U of H. Not always a great indicator, but it's a rivalry game. OU's going to be throwing horns down. Texas going to be throwing horns up, rounding third base. It's going to be chippy. Uh, I am going to take the horns, obviously, but it's uh, it's almost a show-me series for the Longhorns. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's a, a prove-me series just for the this series because Oklahoma's not ranked yet. They might be after this weekend, but I, I don't think Oklahoma's the, the standard of the Big 12. I think Texas Tech is, and until Texas plays Texas Tech, I, I think that's the prove-me series, unless – Texas starts dropping series left and right. I don't think that's a prove me series yet. I think Texas is going to take it to one. I think they're going to drop a, a Saturday and they might get shocked. Time Madden might get bumped. I don't know, but I'm going to take Texas regardless. I think it's going to be a fun series. I think it's going to be really tight for two games. And I think one of them is going to be a blowout either way. Um, but I think it's going to be a really fun series, Red River rivalry. So Des, you got any, you got any go backs, Des? Uh, no, I think, I think we nailed it. I think those are the series to watch this week. Uh, obviously recapped, uh, everything and got to, uh, talk some really good baseball that we saw. I mean, obviously we started with Vanderbilt and I'm excited to see what they do every week. Pretty sure one of the country's excited to see them every week. Yeah, of course. And, uh, with good baseball, you have to talk about it. And a lot of good baseball is being played in the Southeastern conference and we can't help that. Like if the Big 12 or the ACC were those conferences, we would be talking about them the most. It, and it is what it is. And Vandy, I'm scared of you. I'm terrified. Um, with that being said, follow at Road to Omaha Pod on Twitter. Make sure to subscribe to wherever you're getting your podcast, whether it be Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever. Give it a little five star and write a review. It'll be a great time. If you subscribe, you'll get it as soon as it drops. It'll be right in your little podcast Q, whatever you want to call it, and it'll be right there, ready to play whenever you need to. So, yeah, follow Road to Omaha Pod. I'm Stoney. It's my boy, Des. Yes, sir. We'll see you next week.